0: One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey everybody, it's Sam Jacobs. Welcome to the Sales Hacker Podcast. Today on the show, we've got Zach Rigo. Zach is a VP of Sales and Marketing at Unstack. He's a great sales leader. He talks about building SDR teams. He talks about something that you can do to change your career today and how to get the most out of your job today. And he also just talks about, you know, building a company from the ground up because that's where Unstack is in its growth trajectory. So great conversation. Before we get there, we want to thank our sponsors. we got three. The first is Outreach. Outreach has been a longtime sponsor of the podcast. They were the first sponsor. And they've got a place now where you can learn how Outreach does outreach, how they use their own tool, learn how the team follows up with every lead in record time, learn how the team runs account-based plays, manages reps, and so much more using their very own sales engagement platform. Everything's backed up by data from their customer base. When you're done, you'll be able to do it as well as they do. Head to outreach.io forward slash on outreach to see what they've got going on. We're also sponsored by Pavilion, the community formerly known as Revenue Collective. Pavilion is the key to getting more out of your career. Our private membership connects you with a network of thousands of like-minded peers and resources where you can tap into leadership opportunities, training, mentorship, and other services made just for you. With a pavilion membership, you'll build deep connection with peers, access a full suite of training and certification programs for sales, marketing, and customer success, and unlock over a hundred different job opportunities every single week shared between members in a trusted and private setting. Go to Join pavilion.com to learn more. And then finally, Ambition, a great company. And uh, I would say friends. I would say friends. He's not my best friend, but friends with their founder. But every sales leader feels the pressure to predictably close more deals. Take control with Ambition, an end-to-end sales management software platform that syncs with your CRM and existing tech stack to turn overwhelming data into real-time goal tracking and instant recognition for your team. See why brands like FedEx, ADP, Waste Management, Outreach, and the Phoenix Suns. Use ambition and check out exclusive offer for sales hackers listeners at ambition.com forward slash sales hacker. Now without further ado, let's listen to my conversation with Zach Rigo. Hey everybody, it's Sam Jacobs. Welcome to the Sales Hacker Podcast. Today on the show, we've got Zach Rigo. Zach is the VP of sales and marketing for a really interesting company called Unstack. Before that, he was the GM of Wordstream's agency business. He's also the host of the Zero to a Million podcast. We're excited to have him on the show. Zach, welcome to the Sales Hacker Podcast.
1: Sam, thank you so much for having me.
0: We're excited to have you. So, the first part of, uh, of our conversation is typically learning just a little bit more about where you work, the company where you work. So, what is Unstack?
1: Yeah, Unstack is uh, a no-code marketing platform really meant to empower marketers to build and scale digital businesses. So, we work mostly with SaaS founders and marketers and other digital products, so folks that are selling ebooks or courses online, uh, but really our core our core customer is a SaaS marketer or founder.
0: And what do you do for them?
1: Uh, it's, you know, it starts with a website just because that is their digital presence. That is kind of their digital real estate and footprint that drives the demand to their product. But it scales from just a website into landing pages, testing, analytics, dashboarding, contact insights, content, and all the things that a SaaS company really needs to thrive online. It's kind of all in one in unstack. Our Our goal is to make those tools work seamlessly together, which historically they haven't, which really slows down the velocity of sales and marketing teams.
0: That's cool. So in some ways, it's almost like a, a marketing-driven Squarespace. So it's easy exactly. to create a website, but you got attribution and leads and all the things that you need to actually grow your business with on stack.
1: Nailed it. Yeah. Squarespace is, is kind of the small business, you know, local small business. We're, we're the digital SMB and startup tool that really allows you to market online. So that's a, that's a really good analogy.
0: Awesome. How long has the company been around?
1: The founders started on it close to two years ago. We really haven't been in market selling for a little over a year. We kind of did a product hunt launch last summer that was kind of our big coming out party. And, and it's really been pedal to the metal since then. So we're, we're coming up on a full year of really sales and, and marketing pushing, pushing this thing.
0: Cool. Awesome. So you're running sales and marketing, but it's a it's a small team, if I'm not mistaken. How how big is the company?
1: Very small. So we are 14 employees, about to be 15. So awesome. so still very early stage, but it's been a lot of fun.
0: And so, you know, and, and I think it's probably a useful question since you're also the host of a, of the Zero to a Million podcast. But when you take a job and the company is so early stage and you're you're running, you're going to be, you're in charge of helping them build and grow revenue. Where do you start? how do you get the the engine going what are the first set of activities and then how does that change over the first 6 to 12 months
1: yeah so it's a it's a good question i think you start in the interview process by making sure the co-founders are bought into your vision and and you're really well aligned on where the company is going who the target customer needs to be and i did probably 8 months of due diligence and and you know grant the co-founder did 8 months of due diligence on me as well before we decided to work together because it is gonna be a long, difficult grind. So you wanna make sure that you're you're really bought into the vision on both sides. But I started by <laughs> hitting the phones. You know, I, I've run a lot of our demos. I've sent a lot of emails to every new lead that comes in and I, I scrub each of them individually along with, you know, a sales rep or some of the marketing team now. But from the jump it was very hands-on, mostly to get a feel for Where are these leads coming from? Which ones are most interesting? What features are really resonating? What should our demo process be? How long should our demo be? How do we make it so we don't need to have a demo (laughs) long-term? So really trying to get my hands into all of that. And then the next step is how do you automate it, right? So I can't do that forever. So you start really looking at what tools can we use to either automate email workflows and sequences? When should those come into the fold? and then what features and product onboarding can we change that kind of become the most sticky in the free trial experience so that people just want to keep going and that's something we're really diving into now so a lot of the first 8 months or so i was i was working on refining that marketing process refining that sales process now it's i know what makes people tick after running close to 6 700 demos what is that real Feature onboarding in product experience that we need to nail, um, and, and we're working on that over the next few weeks.
0: So, what have you learned after you know? To your point, right, seven hundred conversations you've talked to a lot of different people. What was confirmatory about the product and really the market and the pain that you suspected before you joined? And then what's what's one or two things that you know you had to were new were were surprising to you in some way?
1: Yeah, you know, it's hard to have a wedge to kind of get your product into the company's door when a lot of folks are coming to us starting with a website. A website is a big project that is overwhelming, and it's usually multiple stakeholders, and it becomes something that's very big and and it takes a long time to plan for. So one thing that I was really surprised by was our sales cycle is a lot longer than it should be, and that's a factor of just what we're selling and also how we were marketing it. So one thing that we're starting to think about and shift towards is, hey, our wedge can be landing pages. If we can get people building landing pages with us and using us for A-B testing and analytics, then it becomes really easy to start to build a website because their content, their fonts, their colors, their branding, their media is already kind of in our platform. So building new pages becomes really efficient. So we're you know, we're starting to find some interesting ways to just weasel our way into the right people in the organization and get them using us, and then expand from there, which isn't how we initially went to market, but it's something we're pivoting to.
0: There you go. That's uh, exactly the kind of insight that that is super interesting that you learn from doing as opposed to theorizing about. What's your background? How did you find this job in the first place? And this feels like to the point of you know your conversations about like what's the onboarding experience, what's the product experience? And then we were talking offline that this is a marketing-driven kind of in some ways product-led growth experience, but is that your background? Do you have experience doing, going to market in this way or, you know, what were you doing before?
1: One thing I've learned from every job that I've had is what I don't want to do next, as well as, you know, what I, (laughs) what I do want to, want to kind of be a part of my next role. But I was in sales. My first kind of outside sales job was selling consulting services to IT directors and CIOs, Fortune 500 companies long painful sales cycle getting hung up on 124 out of 125 dials and the one connect hopefully turned into an opportunity 6 months later like those were my days and i really quickly learned like i don't want to sell services and i don't want to sell to it departments like it's just not who i jive with so that was my first transition then i went to wordstream which was a saas platform so i knew i wanted to get into software as a service as opposed to selling services and I loved it. And we sold to marketers and entrepreneurs. And I loved that. Like it was just something that I, every demo was different. You know, I was always learning about people's businesses and, and how they were making money. And I just thought it was, you know, every conversation was so interesting and it made it really exciting to go to work every day as a sales rep. When sometimes sales can be a, you know, a bit of a grind after you know eight years there, I, I moved into a general manager role, leading a department, which allowed me to get really involved with product and marketing and get kind of out of just sales. It was obviously a big focus still, but I loved the marketing piece. I loved working with the marketing team. I learned a ton from the marketing team at WordStream. They were outstanding. And I knew in my next role, I wanted to lead more than just sales. I wanted to kind of keep some of that general manager responsibility and I also learned that I wanted to go to a company that was the platform, didn't rely on the platform. So WordStream relied on Google and Facebook because that's where we ingested data to provide our customers value. I knew that my next, the next company I worked for, I did not want to work with a platform or a product that relied on a platform but I knew that I still wanted to be in SaaS and selling to to founders and marketers, which is you know where I found Unstack is kind of a, a good sweet spot there.
0: How did you find the founders originally?
1: You know, I throughout my entire career have always kept an eye on like who's raising money. You know, what companies are getting a little bit of buzz here and there. I think Fizz or or Mass Challenge or someone had wrote something about Unstack and. I just connected with Grant, the CEO, and sent him a message being like, I sent this out to a bunch of, of CEOs when they raise money, like, super interested in what you're building. You know, I've been in MarTech for X amount of years, mostly doing sales and marketing. If you ever have any questions or want to run your demo by me, I'm happy to review it. And that's a, he good, took me that's up a on good email it. to send. Yeah, yeah, I've done I actually got an, a, you know, an advisory role out of it with a, a small startup in Raleigh that's doing very well now that I still meet with the CEO and the VP of marketing regularly. So it's, yeah, it's worked for me. It's gotten me a lot of really good conversations with people, even on LinkedIn. And some people take me up on it. And I love listening to non-sales folks that are doing demos because founders are really passionate and they have a lot of the pieces to to run a successful demo, but they're missing a few of the sales skills that we can really help them out with. So it it resonates well with with founders when they're at that pivotal point of raising money and being overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. And it's not, you're not you're offering, you're not asking for anything and you're not even uh, asking for a call, which sometimes is the thing that, you know, sometimes when people just ask for a call and you're not quite sure why it kind of, you know, soft putting a little bit. You were at WordStream for a while. Did you start just as an individual contributor?
1: I did. Yeah. So it was, it was a very early stage at that point. I think we had 12 sales folks, two sales managers. And we all like, you know, we doubled that team within me starting my team, my kind of, hiring class starting and the next one starting but yeah we were all sales folks so there was two managers and a vp of sales at the time
0: so what was the journey like i mean gm is a, is a fantastic role you've got oversight and responsibility for so many different functions when you think about your journey upwards at that company what do you what did you learn and what do you attribute the, your success to
1: you know I, I think mentors the leaders at wordstream while i battled with them a lot and we you know we had our disagreements i think we always we always found our way to the other side. And I think the, the CEO, when I was a sales rep, Ralph Foles, who's on the board at Unstack now and is, is you know still a mentor of mine, was always like very open to sitting down with me or any other sales reps. And he did such a great job of like taking sales reps out of the sales seat and putting them into the CEO seat of like, hey, Zach, that's a bad sale because it churned. And here's when it churned. And here's how much it costs me to pay you. And marketing and everybody else. And here's how much the company lost because that deal churned in four months. And as a salesperson, it's like, that stinks. Like, thanks for paying me. But like, I hate that I hurt the company. You know, like you get that feeling of like, shoot, now I really understand why these clawbacks happen and this stuff. And he always was open to other conversations. Like I, you know, rewrote the commission plan and brought him a pitch on like why I think we should rewrite it a different way. And he actually took some of my ideas and put it into the new commission plan. So it was, a really cool environment where they got sales folks into a bunch of different parts of the organization, product or marketing meetings or pricing meetings. And it was, it made me really excited about learning more about the entire business and less about just being an individual contributor on the sales team.
0: That's awesome. And did you build an SDR team at WordStream?
1: Yeah. So I started as an AE, became a team lead, managed and sold with like four people reporting to me as a team lead and then transitioned into a manager, built that team up to, I think at its peak, 14 sales reps with a couple team leads under me managing some reps. And then luckily a a sales manager had left and left this team that exclusively sold to agencies kind of high and dry. There was just, there was six reps. They were very talented. They were all just kind of there. They didn't have a manager They were lost and I saw an opportunity to make a move to become a director. I kind of had a director that was above me that was just always my boss and I could never get out from under him. And this was my chance to do so. So I went to the VP, I gave him a proposal and he accepted it, but it meant I got to report directly to the VP as opposed to reporting to the director. And it gave me a much larger team, you know, two full teams or close to three full teams, And after a while, I started really taking a liking to the agency thing and redefining how we went to market with it from a marketing perspective. And it started to really grow. So I grew the agency team to, I think at its peak, maybe 12 sales reps and added SDRs to that as well and started testing that model and it worked. So then we built an SDR team, which ended up reporting to me as well down the line.
0: And what did you learn from, I think... You know, there's, I hesitate to call it a debate, but maybe it's a debate, but there's some debates. There's some conversations out there. I think Scott Lease is a big advocate for full cycle reps that don't have SDRs that do their own prospecting and, you know, start to finish, handle everything. And then, and there's just conversations about whether or not the role of the SDR is still relevant, still the right thing, and whether buyers really like being handed off from one person to another to another over the course of a buying journey. So what's your perspective on just the role of the SDR?
1: Yeah, I agree with Scott. Like I I loved being a full sales cycle rep. Like I thought it was it was it was nice. It was empowering. I think it increases the velocity of the sale. The way we did we built the SDR team at at Wordstream was a little bit different than than most. The SDRs there actually managed old dormant accounts. So we at Wordstream were getting you know, 30,000 first actions a month. So 30,000 new emails were entered into our database every month. 3,000 of those, let's say, turned into sales qualified leads across, just to use round numbers, I'll I'll say 30 reps. It was more than that. But, you know, that gives them 100 leads each every month. Well, they can only manage so many inbound leads at that type of velocity. So that we, we kind of found that there were segments that were getting left behind after 60 days, you know, 80% 80% of our deals closed if they were going to close. And after 90 days, 98% of them closed. So we kind of said, hey, like sales reps get to hold their leads for 90 days and they're going to get 98% of their lead, their deals out of it. And the other 2%, like there's something there, but they're just getting left behind and never worked. So we built an SDR team to route those dormant accounts to and just do a really high touch. What was it? Maybe seven calls, seven emails, seven emails. Through all of those accounts, just nonstop going on and passing them around. And it worked really well. Like we got, you know, we got some incremental demos out of it, incremental deals out of it, but it was just a way to wake up a database that was getting left behind because the sales rep was always worried about like, what's the shiny new lead that's coming in.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. So what's been, you know, you're now running a a marketing Function, not yet a team, but one day, but soon it will be a team. Anything surprise you now that you've gotten your wish and you get to run, mm. you know, you get to run marketing that, that you didn't expect.
1: Yeah. Don't tell anyone, but I know a lot less than I thought I did. I am very much like a strategy ideas guy. Execution is way more difficult than the folks that I used to come up with the ideas with and be like, all right, cool. How long will this take? And they be like, "Oh, us a day, but it takes me way longer than a day. So I'm learning a lot being kind of the doer, but it's fun. I mean, it's 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 empowering because I get to come up with ideas and, and go and do them without having to ask. But man, is it is it challenging not having a team of, of very talented people around you to come up with ideas and brainstorm with and then have them execute on? And I have that. You know, I've I've got an email marketer. She's outstanding. I have an amazing content team. But there are a lot of things that I'm still doing hands on myself that is not not my sweet spot. Like you asked me to create a display ad, eh? I'm not great at creating display ads. It takes me hours and they end up looking horrible. So
0: that's where an agency or a contractor might exactly. you know, that's the, instead ask for budget. <laughs> Any sort of like principles, you know, you've been, do, you've been working now for a while, you've built teams, you're now, you know, building a company from pretty much the ground up. Any you know, lessons or key principles around business or your career that you want to share with the audience, things that sort of guide how you make decisions or how you think about taking action?
1: Yeah. You know, I think the one that I was asked to do a long time ago that was an amazing exercise is sit down and write down the job you want in five years and be like thoughtful about it. And maybe it's not a job. Maybe you want to be the, you know, president or CEO of a company and start your own, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur and start your own whatever company, but sit down and write it out because there are experiences you can gain and get paid for in your current job that you're missing right now because you haven't written down exactly what you want to do to go and find opportunities to do it. And that was an exercise I did a long, long time ago. And it allowed me to really focus on like, I'm going to do my sales job, but I'm going to raise my hand to get involved with X, Y, or Z to get exposure to how we do marketing, how we manage, you know, NPS, how we do product development what the heck's, you know, agile when people say that, what are, you know, and it, it really helped me be focused on the things that were going on around me so that I could get experience to do the next job. And I still haven't gotten the job that I wrote down then, but I'm a lot closer than I would have been if I was just daydreaming about it.
0: It's a great suggestion. And I love that. It's not about leaving your job. It's about, there are experiences that you're missing out on right now. So go, go get them because they're available to you and you'll get paid to get them since your job's paying you. We're almost at the end of our time together. Last thing we like to do is just pay it forward a little bit and figure out who are people that are important to you. They could be former bosses. They could be people you don't know that are just, you know, famous celebrities or famous founders or something like that or investors. But when you think about people that have really influenced you and inspired you, who comes to mind? Who do you think we should know about?
1: I think I've mentioned Ralph a couple of times on this podcast. He's been amazing. Uh, Brian Hanley, the CEO of uh, Reveal Mobile, does some amazing work. I'm an advisor for his company, but he's taught me a ton there in the MarTech space as well. Howard Kogan, former CEO of WordStream, another huge mentor of mine. I call him, text him often to just to bounce ideas. Most of these guys are very level-headed, something I am not. So they can usually repackage things for me in a way that makes me think about them a little bit differently. So, all amazing resources, all folks that are very willing to help any you know salesperson or aspiring entrepreneur. You know, I think people that I look to outside of kind of my immediate network. I think Ben Horowitz is just his book's amazing. The way he talks about things is amazing. The way he has dealt with challenges and not had kind of a linear path to success with a lot of bumps in the road and how he helped dealt with those bumps in the road is, I think. Just an amazing read and, and story. And if you can listen to him as much as you can, really, really sound advice coming from him.
0: Awesome. Zach, if folks want to reach out to you, maybe they want to buy Unstack or maybe they want to just bounce some ideas off you. Are you open to that? What's the best way to get in touch with you if you are?
1: Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, Zach, Z A C H, Rego, R E G O. I'm happy to connect. Shoot me a message. You know, if you're looking for a sales mentor, I'm, um, you know, I'm happy to hop on a call or career guidance, happy to hop on a call and do what I can to to pay it forward and help you out. So
0: awesome. Awesome. Zach, thanks so much for being on the Sales Hacker Podcast. We'll talk to you on Friday for Friday Fundamentals.
1: Awesome, Sam. Thank you.
0: everybody. Sam's Corner. Another good conversation. Really enjoyed talking to Zach Grigo. Unstack sounds like a really interesting company. And I think the concept of, you know, a Squarespace, but specifically designed for marketers and or specifically designed to capture leads. I've used Squarespace and and great, great company. They do good things, but it can be unwieldy. Maybe I'm just an idiot. So I'm really intrigued by what they're building at Unstack. The other thing I liked is just the, the concept of what you learn when you have hundreds of conversations that's what Zach's been doing over the last year so he had hundreds of conversations and they learned that leading with hey build a website is a big ask and it takes a shitload of work. And so they move to, hey, let's get a landing page going. And of course, that's probably the, as they said, the wedge. That's probably the right way to, to engage and talk to a marketer because marketers are really thinking about lead capture, lead generation a lot, probably more than just like building an entire website from from nothing. So landing pages feel like a good place to start. There are other companies that help people build landing pages. So the other thing that happens sometimes as you shift and evolve your positioning is you bump into new competitive sets. but. Regardless, it's a really cool conversation. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, that thing that he mentioned at the end about, you know, hey, figure out where you want to go, figure out what experiences you have and what experiences you want. And then look around you where you're currently working, because inevitably there are opportunities where you work right now that you're not taking advantage of. And all you have to do is ask for them. Go to your manager, go to your boss and say, I'm interested in learning more about Agile. I'm interested in learning what is Ruby on Rails. I'm interested in understanding more about unit economics. Can I have a 30 minute coffee with the CFO? And typically, I mean, who would say no to that, especially if you're doing well? So get yourself some exposure. Doesn't have to mean that it's your day job, it just means exposure to new experiences so that over time, you know more and more and you're better and better positioned to get that job that you ultimately want. So that's my take. Now, If you're not a part of the Sales Hacker community yet, uh, you're missing out, go there. Go to saleshacker.com. Any sales professional can join as a member to ask questions, get answers, and share experiences with like-minded B2B sales pros. Jump in and start a discussion with more than 17,000 sales professionals at saleshacker.com. Of course, we want to thank our sponsors. They are three. First is Outreach. Learn how Outreach does outreach. Head over to outreach.io forward slash on outreach to see what they've got going on. Also, unlock your professional potential, take advantage of over 100 different job opportunities every week, and access a full suite of training and certification programs for every level and every role. Go to joinpavilion.com to learn how to become a Pavilion member. And finally, ambition. Every sales leader feels the pressure to predictably close more deals. Take control with ambition, an end-to-end sales management software that syncs with your CRM and turns overwhelming data into goal tracking and instant recognition. Go to ambition.com forward slash sales hacker. It's, all, it's a lot of stuff to say. And so, but I will also say, give us five stars. Somehow we have a 4.5. It's, I don't Who's going to go to the thing where you rate podcasts, which is not a thing that you do very often and you're going to intentionally hit four. Probably somebody hit three or two. Somebody didn't like me. That's understandable. Not everybody likes me. It's okay. I'm okay with it. If you want to get in touch with me, you can. LinkedIn.com forward slash the word in forward slash Sam F. Jacobs. If you want to email me, I've got a new email address. Sam at joinpavilion.com. Otherwise, I will talk to you next time, my friends.